right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Getting ready for training camp, coming just around the corner, inching closer, right? This that quiet period of the offseason for the NFL. Usually the no news is good news time of year. So let's just keep things quiet on the Buffalo Bills front. Unless it's obviously some good news with some sort of a contract extension or a restructuring or someone signing with the team. That type of news is welcome. But at this point, let's just get the Buffalo Bills to training camp and see how everybody does here. Now, when you think about training camp, and I should say this is a bonus episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Every so often, you guys have probably figured out by now. I'll drop some of these on Sundays, usually record on a Saturday morning. Just got a little bit of time. So jump on the microphone with you and and talk about some things that are just kind of on my mind related to the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, as we start to look at training camp coming up in just about a month from now, uh, you you really look at things and I start to think to myself like about some of those roster battles. Spoke about it a few weeks ago. Gosh, it, it doesn't seem to be like anything too intense when it comes to the starting lineup. But taking it even a step further, I was thinking to myself, who are those guys that, you know, probably should not be written off just yet, right? And I think a lot of times we'll see beat reporters, we'll see podcasters, content creators, bloggers doing their 53-man roster projections. And there's some guys, it seems like it's a little bit of a foregone conclusion that they will not make the squad. And as I look at it, there's four guys that really come to mind for me that I don't think we should uh, rush to judgment in any way, shape, or form. I'm including this in an upcoming Four Downs blog post here at buffalorumblings.com, so you can check it out there in the written form if you like. But really, four guys, and, and like I said, I was thinking about this, figured I would jump on, share it with you on the podcast to get your thoughts too. If you've got some thoughts, hit me up on Twitter, at Anthemarino at any time or in the comments section here at buffalorumblings.com. Always love to connect with each and every one of you and just kind of continue talking about the Buffalo Bills. So I've got four guys on this list. Uh, And the first one on my list is probably going to upset folks, but I don't think it should be a foregone conclusion that he is a cut, and that is punter Matt Hawk. And I think when you look at his play in 2021 as a punter, left a lot to be desired. A lot to be desired. Um, no question with with that. Um, but we see the Buffalo Bills and being an aggressive offense, um, right, when they're anywhere near the 50-yard line and fourth and manageable. A lot of times you see them going for it, something that can happen when you have a dynamic offense and a stellar defense, as the Buffalo Bills do. Uh, and Hawk is that elite holder for the Bills. And I say elite holder because that was a term used by Brandon Bean post-draft, and talking about it. Now, Matt Ariza drafted in the sixth round. um, Definitely went a little bit later in the draft than I think folks expected. A lot of that was tied to not so much his performance as a punter and what he's able to do, but he was also the kicker in college, so he did not have that experience holding on extra points and field goals. Now, we know it's something that he was working as he prepped for the draft. We know it's something he's been working on, at least with the Buffalo Bills, although according to a lot of the beat reporters, we haven't seen him holding as it relates to OTAs or mandatory minicamp. 
I guess my point is right here, like this is probably going to be more of a competition than people want to think. They're not going to keep Hawk as just a holder. I would be like shocked out of my mind. That would go back to the days of having a kickoff specialist. And I just don't see that happening. Now, how he can progress in a quick period of time, what that will look like for the Bills from a holding standpoint remains to be seen. And I just think it's going to be a competition. Like, what will Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean value more than the other? A below average punter that's an elite holder or a, let's say, just an above average punter with no holding experience? We know what they think of Tyler Bass and kind of what he brings to the team. So all I'm saying with this is I'm not saying that he is going to make the team. I'm not saying he's going to win the punting job. Not saying any of those. I'm just saying it is not a foregone conclusion for me that Matt Ariza just outright wins the punting job in training camp. It is probably the most contested starting position that a lot of folks will be looking at. So I just say let's just kind of keep an eye on that and see what takes place here. The second guy on this list is Isaiah Hodgins. And Hodgins is a guy that in his first two years, having to battle injury, time on injured reserve, time on the practice squad, you know, but he's still only 23 years old. Six foot three brings an element of size to the Buffalo Bills receiving core that, you know, we, we do know with guys like Isaiah McKenzie and Tavon Austin and others like, you know, the, the Bills aren't the biggest receiving core in the NFL. And there's a lot of talk right now, right? Well, Khalil Shakir is a rookie, a fifth rounder. He's a lock. I don't know if a fifth round pick is a lock, right? I mean, of course, we know that Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs are. But then once you get after that, like Tavon Austin for what he was signed for and how late he was signed, not a lock. Isaiah McKenzie, I would like to say is a lock, but you never know what can happen. Jake Kumaro, people seem to think is a lock because of his play on special teams, but Again, not no way a foregone conclusion. So with Isaiah Hodgins, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do in training camp in the preseason. If he can be healthy, if he can show that he has the ability and get that chance and get that time. And as I said, still only 23 years old. That's when I'm interested to see what can happen. Number three on my list is tight end Quentin Morris. Uh, a lot of talk about tight end this offseason. Um, hopefully a pending contract extension for Dawson Knox, you know, at, at some point, right, as he enters four year, year four of his rookie deal. The signing of O.J. Howard shows a commitment that the Buffalo Bills have to the position, maybe more 12 personnel. Of course, Tommy Sweeney in the final year of his rookie deal. And, you know, you just look at things and it's like Quentin Morris is that guy spending the time last season on the practice squad, getting called up for the Jacksonville game. When Knox was out injured, um, here's someone that I could just see is continuing to be that developmental prospect for the Bills. And if they look at someone like Sweeney and say, here's a guy that we're not going to sign after this season. He's nothing more than a number three tight end for us. Well, you can get that cost control with Quentin Morris. Maybe he has a chance to earn that third tight end spot. Of course, I still think Tommy Sweeney is the favorite. You know, I think his relationship with Josh Allen certainly helps the rapport that they have, just his time, uh, uh, you know, a rookie deal type of contract, even if they did want to re-sign him after this season. But Quentin Morris was a guy that has flashed in the past. He certainly did last offseason. 
again, earning that spot on the practice squad. It's someone that I'm going to keep an eye on. And honestly, when you talk about like my top sleeper, it's probably Morris because I just think he has that ability. I think COVID kind of messed up with his seasons when he was uh, when he was playing in college, shortening some things as he came from the Mac. And just in this spot, I, I just I look at him and say, like, this is a guy that can certainly win that third roster spot. And let's see what happens. Final one on my list, four guys that I highlighted. Another fan fan favorite, Cam Lewis from the University of Buffalo. Really for him, right? I mean, he's played 12 games over the past two seasons. So he has been on the roster at different times, on the practice squad, called up, has been a contributor. This does tie into the Tredavious White injury. You look at someone like Lewis, he's got some flexibility that he can play inside or out. And if you go into the start of the season and Tredavious White is not ready, if he lands on the pup list, you know, Cam Lewis could be that number three outside cornerback for you. If you're starting Dane Jackson and Kyer Elam, you know, Cam Lewis could certainly be that guy. So a lot of times when you look at it, it's, you know, so many questions still around Tredavious White remains to be seen, but Cam Lewis is another guy I like. So it's Cam Lewis, Quentin Morris, Isaiah Hodgins, and Matt Hawk. So listen, let me know though. I imagine that you might have some thoughts, some other sleepers that you're keeping an eye on as it comes into training camp, right? We still got some time there. I'll be curious to see if the Bills make an additional signing or two, maybe bring in a veteran wide receiver or cornerback. But right now, this is what we got. And these are four guys I've got an eye on. So I'm going to get out of here for now. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you've not done so yet. What are you waiting for? Make sure you get all the great shows we've got here at buffalorumblings.com. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Bills.